August 16th, 2020, and this is the LO Gaming Podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is James, and today we are going to be taking a close look at the three major console platforms, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. How are they doing? What are they up to? And what does the rest of 2020 look like for each of them? And to do so, returning once again, the man with the golden voice. It's my good. <laughs> it's my good buddy Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you shocked me with that last time. I didn't know you're gonna clip it like that. That was kind of funny. I was like, "Oh, look, that's hilarious." Well, you, you gave it to me, so I'm gonna use it. <laughs> so you might want to keep that in mind before yeah, you do something. Yeah, I know. Right? I'll, I'll probably say something not mean to do, and you'll be like, "Ooh, haha!" Maliciously, I'm gonna. I don't know that. if it's too mean, or I think it's too mean. I'll. I'll I'll contact you and talk to you about that, but yeah, we'll see. Most likely, I won't. Maybe I need to start having you guys sign waivers <laughs> so you can't sue me. <laughs> but anyway, how you been? Uh, not too bad. I haven't really played a lot of games since we last talked, actually, though. Well, you're a father. I know. You have a full time job. I'm still on Days Gone, still trying to get through that, making small progress, and then I just, I don't know. So you've been playing that game, so I guess you've been liking it well enough. I like it well enough, and honestly, now I'm too far to quit, so I'm going to okay. keep going and see. You're in too deep. See how it ends. You yeah. got to see it all the way through. I still don't think the character development in that game is all that great. Mm-hmm. They could have done a lot more, but I mean, yeah, it, when it's okay. When that game came out, it was, it kind of had mediocre reviews. It was okay, but not great. That's where, it, that's my feeling. It was it. one of it's the rare okay. PlayStation exclusives that just didn't really hit. Yeah. It's okay. It's not great. So, what do you think? It has some potential if they were to carry on the series. Um, I I don't know. I haven't gotten to the end, so I don't know if they're going to set it up to carry it on mm-hmm. or not. But maybe. But I wouldn't play it very early in its life. Yeah. I'd wait until I got it on sale for like ten bucks or something like that. Right. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at on that. Like it's it's good enough to play. It's just not something's amiss. Let's just put it that way. Just uh, some things just feel like something, they're off. Something is just. Sometimes the game feels forced. Some of the storylines is like, why am I doing this exactly? I don't know. But besides that, I've been playing Fall Guys now. Ah, it's, yes. It's free. Everybody's playing Fall Guys. Uh, yeah. The funny thing is when it when I saw it on a as the PS Plus game, I mm-hmm. was like, that looks stupid. I yeah. don't think I'll like that game. And then I'm like, I like this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fall Guys is a game that when I saw it, uh, I think it was. It um, debuted in 2018, I think, when I first saw it. I could be wrong. I, it could be in 2019, but years bleed into each other nowadays. Yeah. But when I first saw that game, I immediately thought to myself, that looks awesome. That looks exactly what I've always wanted Mario Party to be. And I wanted it immediately. And so every every year would would pass, and I would only hear a little bit of something, or I'd be thinking about that game and looking, when's that game coming out? When's that game coming out? When I heard that it was finally coming out this year, I was very, very excited. And it's free for you. Yeah, which, made, which surprised me incredibly, because I wasn't thinking that game would be like that. Well, so I looked at it, right? And when I saw it, I was like, like I said, I don't think I'm going to like that game. But the fact that it's free gave me a chance to play it right. and really figure out if I like it or not. And that was the same thing with Rocket League. Yeah. So that's that's a good strategy for games that are maybe here to miss. Mm-hmm. Like you may have more if you give it away for free. Right. And then you can do the little transaction things that they do. Yeah. But if they didn't do that, I wouldn't play it. Like if it was in the store for 30 bucks, I'd be like, eh, whatever. I don't, yeah. need, I don't need that. Yeah. And right now Fall Guys is only on PlayStation consoles and PC. 
which I don't know if being on PlayStation Plus was a part of the deal that they made with Sony to be on PlayStation Plus. Um, but yeah, I'm not quite sure how PlayStation Plus works. I don't know if Sony, it's probably Sony, they probably approach the developer and the developer goes yay or nay. And maybe sometimes the developer might might ask or something, or I don't know how that works. I don't know. That sounds like a research topic for you to find out and talk about. It's probably all confidential stuff that nobody will ever talk about because they're under NDA. But <laughs> but I've also played a Ghost of Tsushima, and I told you it's the Assassin's Creed game that you've been missing. Oh yeah. And I remember you said, "Oh, so you're saying Odyssey is a good game then?" And I was like thinking, "It's like no, this is like old school Assassin's Creed." And it's like if they took the Batman Arkham games and Assassin's Creed, took the best parts between both of those, and actually made a game, that's what you get with Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, see, I thought you were talking about Odyssey at that point, saying it was a game I was missing. That's no, what I no, no, no. That's no, why no. I was like, so you're saying it's a good game? Because a buddy of mine is streaming right now, and he's playing okay. Origins. Oh, okay. And uh, towards the end, like he's close to the end, and it's just like, Get this game over with yes. already, yes. and that's how I felt when I played it too. But it's 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 one of those things that's worth playing. It's just repetitive. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, since that point, since like Assassin's Creed uh, three and the whole Ezio thing, the whole trilogy that he went through, it just hasn't been the same game. Yeah, all of them has just been a standalone game, right. and that's how you have to approach them. Otherwise, it's it's just disappointing. Yeah, yeah. As an old school Assassin's Creed player referring to you here yeah. uh, i can imagine the evolution for people who are in the same camp as you are um i can imagine that it must have been really disappointing when they started being more rpg ish yeah i mean part of the creed is hide in plain sight mm-hmm. but there is none of that <laughs> you are hand-to-hand combating in all these games right which has me worried about valhalla because when you think about vikings you don't think stealth you think in your face cutting your head off right right you don't think oh i'm gonna sneak through these bushes with the hidden blade and go you think yeah i'm gonna come in with this axe and you're just gonna die right and you know and that sounds like a fun game but don't call it assassin's creed right just call it vikings attack <laughs> or something like just that put a new name on it just vikings creed anything vikings attack colon valhalla whatever yeah anything valhalla <laughs> okay yeah i see I, I really see what you mean because it, it seems like they kind of lost the narrative with the assassin's creed series after they have, assassin's creed they play. have and it's just a money grab now as as a gamer i feel that way it's a money grab now and just like stop it yeah as a big let it AC rest yeah. just let it rest you're you're killing it now mm. And that's pro- that's why I haven't played Odyssey. I started it and I just got the same feel. I was like, okay, this is just, uh, yeah, not. It's not the same. Okay, yeah, I, I understand the feeling. I actually enjoyed uh, Odyssey quite a bit. Did not play Origins, but like like you said with uh, your friend in Odyssey, when will this game end? Uh, I felt that way with um, Odyssey because there was that game was just too big in my opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, he's playing Origins, and right? That's. Yeah, it starts out great and it's fun overall. It's worth a shot. Overstays worth a play, but it's just like they did the same thing in the game that they're doing with the entire series. Just kind of draw it out just for the heck of it. And it's like stop this nonsense. Right. Yeah. Anyway, side rant. But that's how I felt (laughs) about that. Well, that's this is what this is all about. It's about our personal passions about games, how we feel about them, and just get it off your chest. Yeah. There you go. But. 
Aside from that, I do have a little bit of news that I think would be interesting to you. You're a big fan of the Batman Arkham series. I do like them, yes. Yes, I, and so am I. And those Batman Arkham games have been revolutionary in how they've just molded action combat in uh, just straight-up action games. You know, the whole counter idea with the attack. Uh, it was, it's just been copied over and over and over again. Now that to the point where it's almost standard, pretty much the same way that shooters are standard with the twin stick controls, Mm -hmm. you know, R2, L2 to fire, R1 grenade, L1, whatever, or vice versa. But right now, I think it's August. Yes. August 22nd, Rocksteady is going to be announcing their new game at, uh, the DC fandom event online event that they're holding Mm. and they've revealed it to be a suicide squad game okay that sounds cool yeah the title has been confirmed to be suicide squad kill the justice league okay so i don't know exactly what kind of storyline they're going to be but apparently you're going to be playing as the suicide squad and really you got to wonder since you know the batman games are centered around batman how are they going to handle multiple characters are you going to be playing multiple characters or what kind of game is this going to be more like the, you know, Arkham games that we know and love, or is it going to be taking a strange turn and be a completely different genre? Hmm. I could see it going a bunch of different ways where you pick a character at the beginning of the game. That's who you are throughout the entire thing. Right. Or you have different levels or you play it as different characters. Right. Um, that would be very interesting. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that that seems like a very much a hit or miss kind of thing at at this point with the little you told me about it. Right. I mean, it's funny because it would be quite a shock and maybe it's a disappointment to people if they unveiled the game uh, next Saturday and it was a turn based strategy game. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Yeah, I don't I don't care. For because it would be so different from what we're expecting from them. Yeah. With the, with the the three Arkham games or was it four? Uh, let's see. There was Arkham, Arkham Knight, Arkham City, Arkham City, and then there was. Uh, <sighs> I guess it was uh, three, unless we're missing one. Origins. There was Origins. Yeah, yeah Rocksteady didn't do Origins though. No, when I never played that one because yeah. I heard it was terrible. I heard it was buggy. That's the only thing I heard. But um, yeah. So I guess in total there were four Batman Arkham games in the Arkham City, uh, a series. But um. Also, in other news, the people who did Batman Arkham Origins, they've actually been working on the Batman game, apparently. Uh, and Arkham Asylum. Yes, Arkham Asylum was the first one. Yeah, they, I knew there was another one I was missing. But, yeah, WB Montreal, uh, the developers of the Batman Arkham Origins game, apparently they've been working on the next actual Batman game. And it's they've been teasing it on and off throughout the end of last year into this year. And apparently it's going to be taking place around the, the, the recent comic story arc for Batman called the court of owls. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm-mm. Well, no. the court of owls, they introduced that into the Batman, um, uh, the Batman lore, uh, as this, uh, underground group who've actually been the ones, uh, guiding Gotham city and everything else. So they're like a secret society within Gotham city and they've been doing all sorts of different things without anybody knowing it. And then eventually Batman finds out about them and they cause him all sorts of 
pain and suffering and things like that. So I don't know exactly since I'm not a comic reader, I'm not really up to date on exactly how that story went, but apparently they might be following themes in that storyline. Hmm. A storyline sounds like it's based off real life events. (laughs) More or less, but (laughs) I thought you'd be kind of interested in the, in in that little tidbit of news, seeing how you're, I did. I would like that. Yeah, Arkham fan in the end, and I struggle to name them all. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been a while. It has been a while. I remember them being very fun. Very fun. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's exciting. I do like Batman games. I think that'd be fun to play. Yeah. I've been thinking about that since they're having this uh, summer sale. They have uh, the Arkham collection on sale on the PlayStation Store. I kind of thought about, hmm, it'd be kind of fun to actually go through those games again. It's not going to be uh, exclusive, is it? Uh, no, nobody knows what what platform it's going to be on. I doubt it will be exclusive, but we'll just wait and see. But that is all the news I wanted to hit right now. So we'll just get on right into our main topic. So what do you want to hit first? Do you want to go PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo? Well, I haven't looked up anything at, about any of them since last time. So, well, let's start with PlayStation then. Let's go. All right, PlayStation. So right now. What do we know about PlayStation? PlayStation 4 is on the way out, obviously. Uh, games that have released this year, as far as their first party or console exclusives, the big ones have been Dreams uh, by Media Molecule. You had the Final Fantasy VII Remake, which they had exclusivity on that game until uh, next year, apparently. And they have, they've had the two big ones, Last of Us 2. They had Ghost of Tsushima. And now they have Fall Guys. Mm-hmm. So as far as uh, big console exclusive games or even their own output, they're hitting on all cylinders as usual. Yeah. So so far, 2020 has been going really good for them. Uh, they un- they showed off the PlayStation 5, the design. We know about the controller design. Uh, we, know, we know about the specs and things like that. But... That's about it that we know about PlayStation. We are in the middle of August. We still don't have a release date, and we do not have price, which is very interesting. And like I said before, this has been the most mysterious last half of the year as far as game releases go that we've ever had or in my recent recent memory. You know, I've never been this clueless about what I'm going to be playing in the <laughs> later in the year. Well, I've also I've never been at a point where I've been able to purchase a new console as soon as it came out. That's true. So I haven't really cared. Yeah. <laughs> like when PS4, PS3, all the other ones, it's like, right. okay, I'll get it when I get it. Now right. it's like, when can I get it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I so, want it. Yeah, it's a little bit different when you have the money in the bank ready to just plop down on a console. Yeah, yeah. So... Whether that's smart or not. So where's like, your anticipation? You're a PlayStation guy. So it's like, where's your anticipation for the PS5 right now? As far as uh, launch day goes, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, well, I don't do a lot of that research and speculation stuff that other people do. Right. But my what's your base, gut feeling? Based off of other research I've seen people do, one of my friends, I would say uh, November timeline. Mm-hmm. So so what, where do you think in November? Because we also, this is an election year. Yeah. Elections happen in, November, in early November. Sure. So everyone that could needs, affect things. Everyone needs something to take their mind off of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't, wouldn't do you think Sony or Xbox would even bother to release 
near or around election day. Sure. You think they would? Sure. Man, that would definitely push early voting for a lot yeah, of people. That's for sure. Go vote and then go get your PlayStation. <laughs> but you can't you can't pick up a PlayStation so you're unless thinking, you have a voted sticker. So you're thinking November for sure. I would say so. So you want to put a day on that? Uh do you need a calendar? <laughs> I probably do. <laughs> I'll say November thirteenth. Thirteenth? Yeah. Okay, so you're going with your friend's yeah. uh, analysis. There. Yes. I'll go okay. with him. That's pretty sharp. Yeah. So I know. That's why I'm like, I'll go with that because He's done all the research. He's done all the analytics. So sure. Yeah. Okay. We'll say that. So what about price? What do you think? Okay. So here's where I can put my own little spin on it. I think $4.99 price. So you think $4.99 for the uh, actual disc-based version, not the discless whatever they're calling it. Thing. Okay. The all-digital version. All-digital. Yeah. All-digital $3.99, the disc-based standard edition $4.99. That's, okay. That's what I would say. So – you're thinking PS5, $499.99 for the disc-based version. What do you think for the all-digital version? Well, I mean, first of all, I think all these devices are going to end in a 99 because, <laughs> I mean, that's, well, just we live they, in America. that's just how they do things. <laughs> so for the digital version, $399. Okay. So you think it's going to be $100 less. Yeah. Okay. That's what I think. Me personally, I think... I think yeah, I think thirteenth is not a bad idea, but I think it's gonna the thirteenth would be a Friday. I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna release on a Thursday. Okay, because last few uh, console releases have been on Thursdays for whatever reason. I think I didn't do my research on that, but I do remember a lot of console releases being on Thursday, and so I think it's gonna be on a Thursday, and I think we're looking at. Mm, Probably the twelfth, the day before. Okay, so I'm I'm one dollaring you. <laughs> Go ahead <laughs> right now, but I do agree that four ninety nine sounds like the uh, the price tag for the disc version, and I'm going to say that the all digital version is going to be um uh four forty nine. I think it's going to be fifty dollars off. Okay, personally, sure. But that, that's – I'm saying that more to be different than anything else. Well, $50 isn't really enough incentive for me to go just all digital. Right. That's why I would say they'd have to give some more incentive than just 50 bucks. Oh, for sure. So that's why I'm like for $100 is probably enough incentive for most people to consider that a big enough price difference to, yeah, I'll go all digital. Mm-hmm. Because you're making two consoles for a reason, so obviously they want people to buy both of them. So give people incentive to buy both of them. <laughs> well – I think that with the way the economy is right now, because we are in a straight up recession where there's no if, ands, buts or about it, we're in the middle of it right now. And currently, I think having a console at $100 cheaper, even if you want the disc version, just having one is enough. Sure. For a lot of people. So they might just go, I don't care. I'm just going to go $3.99 because I don't want to miss out. Also, there was, there was a lot of uh, uproaring last time this idea came out. And people were like, well, what if I don't have internet and all that stuff? Well, now a lot of people are working from home and things. So more people do have internet. Right? So that shouldn't be a huge deal. Yeah. Because, I mean. We are in a much more connected space now. Right. Yeah. But for me personally, I still want the disc version because yeah. you know if i travel to a hotel their internet may be crappy and i don't want to rely on that to right. do all the stuff so plus i i like 
the old school freedom of just, I want to play this one, stick it in. I want to play this one, stick it in. You want to borrow a game. I want to borrow yours. Can you I have... want to lend a game. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go to Redbox and rent one for the night. I don't want to buy yeah. it. I just want to go there and rent it and see. You want to be like able it. to pop a disc in and play the video game, even though the, the, even though you know the world all of a sudden decided, oh no, no connectivity anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Plus, I like the idea of having like a Blu-ray player and things of that nature. Yeah, it's going to be a 4K Still, Blu-ray player, yeah. so you can start buying 4K Blu-rays. Yeah, all for your really nice OLED TV. That's right. <laughs> I like I like that. I think it offers enough extra freedom to have the the disc-based version. Mm. Yeah, that's the other thing to factor in as well. If you want to take full advantage of either the PS5 or the Xbox Series X, you are going to have to uh, factor in that you're going to need a new television or a really high-end PC monitor. Mm -hmm. So people have to factor that in. Uh, But there are some really good deals on high refresh rate uh, TVs that are starting to pop up nowadays. And TV buying should be really hot item come black friday if we have a black friday <laughs> well i don't think we're gonna have a store-based black friday but yeah. online it'd probably be hop- hopping yeah. yeah well now that we've gone over the console do you think um game prices are gonna go up i don't know i've heard rumors that they're gonna go up to 70 bucks and do you care yeah I don't, <laughs> that doesn't strike me very well right because I didn't do the extra add-on stuff anyway, mm-hmm. so it was like whatever. I always just played the game, and if I liked enough, I continue and got all the trophies, and then right. just poked around like, what else could I possibly do in this mm-hmm. game? But for the most part, I just played the base game, and that was perfect because I like to finish games so I can go on to the next one. Right. It's been a hard time to do it since I've been playing Days Gone forever, but you know, I still want to get it done so I can go on to the next one. Right. So okay. I don't care about all the extra add-on stuff. Right. And I, I like $70. It's just, it's just, even though it's only a $10 difference from when games launch, it seems very ouch to me. Yeah. It, it's going to be a hard adjustment. Yeah. I, I think for many and you have, but here's, here's the thing that I hope to see if physical game copies start going up in, in price, I'm hoping this is the point where we're going to see digital game prices go down. Yeah. So it's like fifty ninety nine for the digital version versus sixty nine ninety nine for a disc version. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe we'll start seeing that because people are wanting to push more and more people towards digital. So we'll see what happens there, but now that that's a possibility, which I kind of think is inevitable. But I mean, digital makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of like possibilities with digital, right? It's just, it's on your system, no matter where you take it, it works. But I still like the freedom of having the disc based. Well, game. the, the cons, but of... I also don't want to, I don't want to be charged for it because I like that freedom. Like right. that's almost like, ugh. yeah, I understand that. It's a, it's almost like you're being taxed. Yeah. 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 Because I want the freedom to do it this way. Mm-hmm. You're going to charge more. Well, right. Ugh. Yeah, get enough of that from other places. I don't need it from YouTube. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. But I think the reason why we probably won't see digital prices go down, I think we'll see them the same price as disc, is because of retailers. Retailers are the largest reason why digital prices stay the same as physical uh, prices, uh, because you know they're places of business. Mm-hmm. They want to sell games, and if they're being undercut by digital, that's not great. We're already seeing that somewhat with you know sales from Amazon putting small business owners out of business 
because they can't, you know, they can't compete with online Amazon prices, mm-hmm. right? So it'd be the same thing with video games. We'd see video games disappear from your targets, your Walmarts, your Best Buys. Uh, yeah, Best Buy would be finished. <laughs> you know, it was like it's very hard to find a large CD selection at a Best Buy anymore, or even a DVD collection or anything like that, or Blu-ray or anything disc-based. Yeah, well, they've got other products in the store to keep them. Oh yeah, they got refrigerators and things like that. And but, the TVs that you're talking about being on sale. And, and the TVs, yeah, yeah. You personally, having bought TV from online. That that that's always a risky business. Yeah, your TV could show up damaged. Yep, uh, happened to me three yeah, times. It happened to you. Uh, so it's always nice to be able to get a box so you can actually take it back to a retailer and get mm-hmm. it replaced. But since we're on the subject of games, what do you think the launch lineup is going to be for the PS5? Currently, they in the last big PlayStation event that they had when they released. Um, you know, the first look at the PS5, you know, their game showcase, they showed off Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Mm -hmm. Demon's Souls, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Gran Turismo 7, Destruction All-Stars, Horizon Forbidden West, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, Returnal, and Astro's Playroom. And those are all just the first party games that they showed. They showed more than that, but these are the Sony first party games. Of those, I'd say the Playroom would be a launch. Mm -hmm. The Ratchet and Clank would be a launch. Spider-Man would be a launch. Right. Um, And I don't know. I don't think Horizon's going to be a launch. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't feel like it's going to. I don't really have any evidence to say one way or the other. I just don't feel like it's going to be. Right. Um. And they'll probably have a bunch of other third-party games that just go, hey, here's this. Well, there's still going to be lots of third-party games that are going to be released between now and the yeah. PlayStation release. Yeah, and I would say that they would also be like, hey, you got the PS5? Here, let's advertise these, and you can pick these up, too. Right. <clears throat> even though that maybe, like, Fall Guys might be on there, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't a launch title for PS5, right. it probably would be, hey, you can also play this on yeah. PS5. Well, we do know that Spider-Man Miles Morales is a holiday 2020 release date. Uh, meaning that we can probably probably be sure that that one's going to be a day one PS5 mm-hmm. release. Uh, I I don't think and everywhere I looked there was no word on what there being a PS4 version of that, but I have heard rumors that they are going to possibly be bundling the Amazing Spider-Man with the Miles Morales uh, game in, in a bundle. That's cool. So you would get an updated uh, Amazing Spider-Man for PS5 uh, with your Miles Morales. Um, Personally, I I think Demon's Souls could be a potential launch title. Uh, it's one of those games that are dearly beloved by by so many people. Have been asking for some kind of new Demon's Souls games because it was the first of the Souls types. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only been on PlayStation platforms because PlayStation, you know, owns the rights to the Demon's Souls name. That's why Dark Souls became Dark Souls because they couldn't make it Demon Souls because Sony owned it. <laughs> mm. So it's really exciting to see that game come back around for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, uh, of the of the list that I just read off, I think Sackboy, a big adventure, could be a launch game. Uh, I, I agree, Astro's Playroom was going to be a launch mm-hmm. game because that's a pack-in game that's supposed to be demonstrating the right. the new Dual Sense controller. Mm-hmm. And uh, Destruction All Stars. I think that one's going to be a launch game. You think so? I think they might be giving away that one for free on PSN. That, that, <laughs> that looks like a game you'd get away for free. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think Ratchet and Clank is probably a year and a half away. Um, I think Gran Turismo is a 2021 game. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, I think that's probably going to be the big spring game or late summer game mm-hmm. for Sony, if not the if not the big um, holiday game for 2021. Um, <clears throat> Returnal, that one could be uh, a launch game or it could be an early 2021 game. That one I'm kind of, I really don't know. But Housemark has released launch games for the PlayStation 4 with um, uh, oh, Resogun. So they could be they could be a launch game as well. So we don't know, but that's what I'm thinking. And currently, the rumors uh, are saying that Sony has a lot more exclusives to announce. Sure, and people have been saying that these exclusives are so shocking that people are like, "Why did you hold that back?" Right. So I know for one, one rumor is that they're making an updated version of Bloodborne as well to release on PS5, hmm. which. Would be another big one. And just what could they possibly be holding back is the, is the question I have. Don't know. Are they going to revive Killzone somehow? <laughs> or maybe the Resistance series? <laughs> I mean, they don't have that. They don't have that shooter in their, in, in their uh, wheelhouse like uh, Xbox does. I don't know. I just hope they'll probably come out with another God of War. Probably do that. Yeah, well, that one's probably a ways off. Uh, I don't know. And uh, what one thing I hope they really don't do, even though I really like the games, I just hope they don't do this, is come back with another Uncharted. Mm. I just do not want them to, because they will kill the story. And I don't want them to go down the Assassin's Creed route, even though they're not the same makers. I, I don't I don't want that to happen. I don't want I that same thing to happen. Okay. Uh, that was great. That was a great franchise. The story ended fantastic. Stop, please. Yeah. Because you'll just kill Put it to rest. Yes. Yes. Because you'll just... You'll destroy it. Jack and Daxter put it to rest. (laughs) You'll destroy it. Please don't. Well, yeah, that is the interesting thing is what is Naughty Dog working on currently? You know, after finishing The Last of Us 2, their their team is big enough to be working on two projects. So as they were working on The Last of Us 2, they were working on Uncharted 4 as well. So it'd be interesting to see what their second team has been working on. And when will we be seeing that is another big question. Mm -hmm. So, but, but yeah, there's a... There's a lot of speculation about what's going to be happening, and more and more rumors are just coming out again and again about a new another August state of play that'll be just completely PS5 focused, and it'll unveil price, it'll un- unveil date, and a pre-order date as well. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. They said that. They would tell people when pre-orders will be available. Right. I saw that. So that there wouldn't of, be a bum rush. There was a lot of like rumors and things like, we could see it today. And then they made an announcement like, we're not going to just do it. You'll you'll know when yeah, it's going to happen. Because they were getting um, uh, social media uh, hits and stuff saying that people were lining up in front of stores. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's like. For no real reason. Yeah. That's why they made that announcement because that information was getting out. Uh, that rumor was taken so seriously that. People were lining up in front of stores in anticipation of that announcement. And they said, we're not making that announcement. <laughs> so you guys can go home. <laughs> so here's the deal with me. Like, yeah, I want a PS5. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to line up in front of a store to get one. No. If I don't get one this year at launch, okay, I'll wait next year. Yeah. You know, I'll get it when I get it. Well, That's current, where I'm coming from. Another that. thing that we know for sure is that they've doubled their uh, – 
there are a lot of order of PS5s to be manufactured for the launch. They I went from so. 5 million to 10 million. Now, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to pre-order and all that stuff. I'm trying to get my... Yeah, you want to get your... Try uh, to get in line there. Yeah, you got to get your place. But, I mean, if it doesn't happen, well, PS4 is still really good. Well, <laughs> so you know, it's one of those things where if you get your pre-order, great. If you don't, are you one of those people like you who are going, oh, well, I'll wait until they come back in stock, even if that means I have to get it after Christmas. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people, you know, you know how people are. They might just go up to a store on launch day, hold somebody up with a gun and take their console. No. I mean, that's what happened during the 360. <laughs> Xbox 360. That's so not worth robbing it. people at guns. That's so not worth it. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's so not worth it. Just well, wait. Nowadays, unfortunately, there's probably not going to be midnight releases at GameStops no. or anything like that. Right. So people would have to be robbing packages off of doorsteps. <laughs> so that happens too. So you might want to, if you're not working at home, you might want to make sure you you're able to work at home the day your PlayStation's coming in. <laughs> Cause Oh boy. Oh boy. You can't, can you imagine? Yeah. Or have it delivered to your work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's another good, uh, that's another good solution. Have it delivered to work. Yeah. No, you just take it home with you. Yeah. That'd be too much of a temptation though. It's like, Ooh, here it is. <laughs> well, you can hook it up in the breaker. Hook it up in the breaker. <laughs> Your boss can send you toss the controller. Here you go. Yeah. Let's play. Yeah. Well, speaking of controllers, what do you think of the new DualSense? I don't know. Why don't you tell me about it? Well, the thing about the DualSense is interesting. It's it's the largest change that we've had in the DualShock design. It has more of the, you know, it looks more like the Xbox wedge type shape, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, still has the touch pad. Apparently, though, it has 56% better battery life than the DualShock 4, which is nice. That's very nice. This is very nice because that thing didn't last hardly at all. No, no. Three days of playing at night in my charger, my controller needs charged already. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And recently uh, on the PS blog, uh, they detailed what PS4 accessories will be working for your PS5. And I think this is important to know because. It kind of tells us a little bit more about their backwards compatibility plans. And currently, PS4 controllers are not going to work on PS5 games. Okay. Yeah, they really want games to be tuned to the haptic feedback and whatever other features the uh, DualSense has. Okay, will they work on PS4 games that you're playing on PS5? Yeah, PS5 controllers will work on, on PS4 games, and PS4 controllers will work on certain supported ps4 for games so you know that's a part of the plan um so i'll just read off what they said so the platinum and gold wireless headsets as well as third-party headsets that connect via usb or audio jack will work on ps5 okay so if you have one of the Sony PlayStation headsets, they'll still work. I do, but I was waiting to get the new one because mine's like fraying around. The yeah, you're probably going to want to get a, get a new one. Yeah. Because they're, they're going to have a, probably take advantage of the 3D audio tech that they're putting in the PS. Right, yeah. Which nobody is talking about enough, I think. Which, what do you think the price for that headset is? 150 or 200 I think it's probably going to be the same price as what the existing headset is. It's like 150 I think. Yeah, because it, it's a stereo headset. <laughs> It's nothing special. Uh, All the audio processing is happening in the PS5 this time. So the thing that would make it expensive would be just the Bluetooth connectivity Mm -hmm. and all the other tech in it. So, uh, but 
also of note, uh, the headset companion app for the uh, headset is not compatible with the PS5. So okay. that app's no good anymore. I don't use it anyway. Yeah, so I don't think anybody does. <laughs> but also, uh, the DualShock 4 wireless controller and PlayStation officially licensed third-party gamepad controllers will work with supported PS4 games. So they confirmed that. And for me, being a PSVR um, uh, owner, this is important to me, both the PS Move motion controllers and the PlayStation VR aim controller will work with supported PSVR games on PS5. So that's good news for me. So I'm not going to have to buy all new VR things. Though if they wanted to release some new VR controllers, I would buy them. Because <laughs> those Move controllers, that's old PlayStation 3 tech. Yeah. So I'm I'm all for... And, ha- and having played more advanced VR controllers on PC, I mean, it's just amazing being able to track every single finger <laughs> that you have. You can actually throw a ball a lot easier. Cool. But catch things uh but also uh the camera the ps4 camera will work with ps5 with an adapter okay so the current uh plug-in for the current ps4 camera it's proprietary so that leads me to believe that the new camera is probably a standard usb-c usb-c or usb-a uh connection so that's good news but it doesn't make a difference for me because I don't have the VR or yeah. the camera or anything like that. Yeah. There's also rumors that uh, they're uh, developing a new VR headset. Right. They just said VR headset. Doesn't wireless. mean that it's PSVR. but A know, wireless one. That would be nice. That I don't know great. if that's going to be the case, but we'll just see what happens. Uh, on the flip side, though, Xbox One controllers are going to be working with Series X right out of the box. Uh, no problem. But huh. that's because there's hardly any change from a Series X controller to a uh, xbox one controller they're practically the same there's a slight shrinkage of uh the series x controller and they took um uh one of their buttons and turned it into a share button no i can't remember what it currently is but that's the other thing but with that out of the way i think that closes our playstation conversation so you want to go straight into xbox since we've been let's on the go subject? You're all right kind of talking about the controller already yeah so. we might as well just leap right on into that so xbox's year hasn't been as rosy lately they've become kind of a leaky ship right now um because every single day daily you get a new leak a new rumor or something about either the release date of the console, the Series X, or even the price of it. And lately, it's it's almost like you have the the good, the bad, and the ugly. And right now, it's kind of ugly for Xbox because they just delayed their flagship launch title, Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this is because Microsoft is too busy trying to buy TikTok, and that's where. <laughs> All of their concentration is going, so they're leaking out of their information. That's why. Yeah. Well, TikTok aside, <laughs> TikTok aside, that's big news. Delaying your big one, your number one biggest launch title, because that was supposed to be on Xbox One as well as Series X, mm-hmm. and it would be it was supposed to be the big triumph return of the franchise, and nobody ever thought they had a rough showing of the game back in their game showcase. It wasn't even running on a series X. It was running on a, on a PC build with series X specs, but, 
But even a PC with Series X specs, that game looked kind of underwhelming to most people who play on high-end PCs. So, And it didn't help that all the demos and everything else that they've shown up to that point were allegedly running on Series X hardware, but it looked a lot better than what they showed off there. And at first I thought, well, they probably did that because they wanted the team to know, keep their heads down, keep on working. They're really close to launch. So we don't want them busy making an independent build just for the showcase. We just want them to keep on working. And then the delay came out and it made me think it's like, wow, how uh, the development of that game must be rougher than, than we thought, you know? Yeah. Or, it wasn't quite where they wanted it to be because you don't want a game to launch before it's primed or ready to. Yeah. It's then that's a recipe for failure. Yeah. And really when, when you look at the fan outcry mm-hmm. and if they released that game in a rough state, Oh boy. That, right. And that's why it makes more sense to yeah, delay. I mean, it, it is point. really much better to, I mean, it was supposed to get like a ray tracing patch later down the road. And so, that got a lot of negative um, feedback from the general public and really delaying the game so that you can actually release it in a complete package as the way that is that it was intended for the developers to be experienced is, a, like you said, a lot better than releasing something underwhelming and then just fixing it later. Because that's kind of that's almost kind of been the narrative uh, with Halo games lately, uh, especially with the uh, Master Chief Collection. When they released that, a lot of the multiplayer, uh, a lot of the multiplayer features were broken. Mm-hmm. People could hardly match make, and so they just kept on working on it, working on it, and working on it. And now it's a really great value of a product, and people love it. Yeah, I make my impressions about games pretty early into my playing of them. Mm-hmm. And if I get a game that's buggy, that is my impression. Right. Like I, and once I move on, it could be a very long time before I even come back. Right. So if you're going to launch a game, do it right the first time. Yeah. Like if you need to delay, do that because me as a, as a player, if I play it and it's buggy, I'm going to quit right. and I'm not going to play it. And then I'm going to think, Hey, that game and all the things after it. Nope. Yeah. Cause I had a bad experience with it. Now, I think the thing that would be the hardest is just the simple fact that if I'm an Xbox One owner and a very dedicated Xbox fan, Mm -hmm. didn't buy a PS4, didn't build a PC, and I'm just Xbox One all the way. Mm -hmm. And I I bought the, like, and I also went out and I upgraded to the Xbox One X and things like that. And when I'm looking at the game output uh, for this year, uh, this year, uh, from Xbox First Party Studios, uh, they've released Minecraft Dungeons, which is obviously a Minecraft game, but it's... Um, is it really? <laughs> but it's a dungeon crawler, you know, multiplayer dungeon crawler. And it, But the thing about that, it's on multiple consoles. I can play that on PlayStation 4. I can play that on Switch. I can play that on, on PC. So mm-hmm. it's not exclusive. Right. Then they have Bleeding Edge from uh, Ninja Theory. Which is the Ninja Theory is the first new acquisition that they made. No, they're not. They're not the first, but they're one of the few of the new acquisitions that they of developers that actually have put out games on the platform exclusively. 
So Bleeding Edge is sort of a hero shooter in the vein of uh, Overwatch, and but it's melee focused. So they released that. And then they have the sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest. They released Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Highly reviewed. Yeah. <laughs> That's horrible in the microphone. But they released Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Highly. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but they released it. Rave what reviews. What they release? Ori and the Will of the Wisps. <laughs> Well, they released that game and it was it was reviewed very highly. I, I I would love to play it, but I just even though I own a own a uh, Xbox One, I just never hooked it up or bothered to even try it. Uh, Ori and the Blind Forest is on uh, Switch though, so I thought I would buy it there, but I haven't yet. But I don't know. But then after that, uh, Obsidian, another one of their new ac- studio acquisitions, they released Grounded, which is also exclusive to that platform and it's also on PC because that's what Microsoft's well Xbox's strategy is now is to release all of their games either on Xbox on an Xbox platform or and also on PC. Mm-hmm. So and that leads me to just my next point of Xbox, I don't think Xbox is really in, that interested or that worried about selling consoles anymore. And the reason why I say that is because of a statement they made a while back ago. I should have brought this up. Uh, they made a quote uh, back in 2018 saying that they're not gauging their success on how many consoles sold or in homes. They're actually looking at uh, engagement with their services as their meter for success. Because they said they're seeing year after year that they're seeing a lot more engagement from people uh, just increasing year after year, even though they're not selling more consoles. More people are interacting with their services like Game Pass. Mm-hmm. and Because it's available in other places. Like- yeah, it's, uh, it's on PC. It's on, you know, it's on Xbox. And Game Pass is a huge value because... Pretty much all of their games are on Game Pass. They're adding in third-party games like Destiny 2 and other really big games so to really, that service. So if you think about it, then their strategy is for people who can't really afford a higher-end PC to play games, let's offer them an almost cheaper version of a computer that in the form of a console to sit in front of your TV and play. But we're going to have the same services everywhere, so we don't really care which one you're playing. If you're playing high-end, great. If you can't afford that, here's a cheaper version. Even though it's $500, here's a cheaper version. Right. And that's their strategy, which is cool. I mean, it's it's very different than Sony's, because mm. Sony is really all about the game. Sony seems to be taking more than the Nintendo route yeah. of uh, console development these days. Very much saying we are an independent platform. And we have the best stuff on our platform. So yeah. come be a part of our platform. Uh-huh. Where I think Xbox found themselves so far back in a hole, especially in first-party game development, that they had to look at um, their business model differently. Mm-hmm. And how they basically justify their existence to Microsoft. You know? Because... In a way, you can look at it and go, oh, this is kind of like Sega 
where you know their their hardware year after year every new iteration from genesis to saturn to dreamcast they were just selling less and less because the games just were lagging behind and mm-hmm. things like that even though they might have been cheaper or they might have been whatever and you could argue that almost the same thing was happening with microsoft but microsoft was evolving in a very interesting way with the game pass system which you know if you get game pass ultimate 14.99 a month you get that on your console and your pc you get your xbox live gold subscription on top of that and now you get their x cloud their cloud gaming service all in that 14.99 price tag so you wouldn't technically wouldn't never have to buy an individual game ever again so just buy your console 14.99 a month which is basically a streaming service subscription Mm -hmm. and you're all set yeah unless you're like me and you play one to two games like a year and you get them for christmas and you haven't even finished the first one (laughs) in which case a 14.99 is like why is do i want to add another extra bill when i don't need it right plus then you're go to a hotel and you try to stream that game and the internet sucks well this is how game pass works um, Game Pass, you have access to the games, but you download them. Okay. So they're on your and console. It just checks in right. or something. Right. And it just matches to your account. And there you go. You have it in as long as you have that subscription. Pretty much kind of like PS Plus games. You lose your PlayStation Plus subscription, you lose access to all those games. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's the same idea. But the thing about Game Pass, some games can come, some games can go. Um Obviously, all first-party Xbox games are going to be, you know, available pretty much all the time. But what's great about it is just the simple fact that there might be games in there that you've never tried, but you can just try. You know, you you never be lack the ability to just find something new to play, mm-hmm. you know. But the, also the caveat to that is the exclusives that are on PlayStation mm-hmm. aren't there in that game pass. Right. So, right. I mean, and that's where really Sony hangs its hat on is all of those exclusive that it, exclusives that it has. Yeah. And that's why the halo, it, uh, delay hurts so much. Yeah. Uh, on, on the app, when you're trying to launch a new console, but Microsoft has the advantage when it comes to the cloud stuff, cause they got Azure. Right. So, I mean, Sony doesn't have its own cloud as far as I'm aware. Well, they have PS now, but I wouldn't, but they're, bar- they're kind of piggybacking on other people's, Cloud service. Right. They don't have their own cloud service. Yeah. It's not their own personally owned uh, server farm or anything right. like that. So, I mean, Microsoft has a leg up when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah. But they're actually sharing technology now as far as cloud technology. With Microsoft with Sony? Yes. Yeah. They actually signed an agreement. Uh, I think it was late last year uh, saying that they would actually, you know, share technology. Do they do it just like that with the hand going up and down? And yeah. Yeah. Since it was a uh, quarantine, they had, they couldn't touch each other. Exactly. Say, so. hey, <laughs> do these Microsoft teams to do it too? Like, Hey, here's this. Yeah. You know, it's just an awkward edit of video. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, they're actually selling technology, but selling, sharing technology. No, but share. Yeah. You probably said it right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll hear all this in the edit and we'll I'll be like, oh, man, why did I do that? We'll share it with you <laughs> so you'll like it. Then we'll sell it to you. Yeah. But anyway, they have that agreement. But let's look at what Xbox has for the rest of the year on the Xbox One. Currently, coming up in a few weeks, they have chapter one of 
uh, of a game from the developer Don't Nod Entertainment uh, called Tell Me Why. Now, hmm. Don't Nod makes uh, adventure games like in the Heavy Rain series or Detroit Become Human. They're kind of like that. They're heavily narrative adventure games, uh, but with a kind of a supernatural twist hmm. to them. And they are they are very very popular games. Uh, they had uh, the Life is Str- Life is Strange series, which was on everything. But Tell Me Why is actually a, an Xbox exclusive this time around. I don't know if it's a console exclusive or if it's a straight up exclusive. It's probably an exclusive because it is being published by uh, by Xbox Studios. I'm trying not to sing a song in my head. <laughs> yeah, let's not <laughs> let's not get copyright struck. Tell me why. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like I said, you're the one with the golden voice. That's right. <laughs> Ain't nothing but. Yeah. All right. I think we reached our limitation right there. <laughs> yeah. Golden voice over. So after that, we have like literally the next day on the 28th, you have Wasteland 3, which is a uh, strategy RPG, turn-based RPG. Uh, since it's Wasteland 3, obviously there was the Wasteland 1 and Wasteland Was it Wasteland like a mobile game? Wasn't there a, game, a mobile game called Wasteland? There probably was. At some point, they might. Uh, Wasteland One was actually an old PC game, so they could have ported that to mobile. Little like blob-looking things that you try to get through a level. No, no, no. This is completely okay. This is a completely different game. Not to say that they weren't titled the same, mm-hmm. but you know. Okay. But this is a completely different game. Wasteland is actually, um, I can't remember if it's an offshoot of the Fallout series or if Fallout was an offshoot of the Wasteland series. I can't remember, but they're both closely um, related. But that'll be coming out the day after. And then at the end of the year for Xbox One, they have Crossfire X. Crossfart? Crossfire. Crossfire. <laughs> I don't know why you heard that. I heard but- <laughs> Crossfart. And I was like, what? What'd you say? Crossfire. <laughs> yeah. That that's not what I said, but <laughs> I heard Crossfart. That's what I heard. Well, I said Crossfire X, but <laughs> that game has actually been on PC for a while, and it is made by a develop uh, developer out of South Korea called uh, Smilegate, and they are very popular around uh, Asia and very popular in China. They're basically a you know Counter Strike. PC game Counter-Strike. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's basically a Counter-Strike uh, style tactical shooter. And it's actually going to be the first time that it's ever been on console. So that's a big one for Xbox right there. And it this is the first time it's actually going to have a campaign. So, and it's being made by Remedy, by Remedy Entertainment, the people who did Control and Alan Wake. And... That's also going to be on the Series X. So I'm assuming that's probably going to be one of the few uh, launch titles that the Series X will have is Crossfire X. And that's the next question I have is what is the Series X launch lineup looking like? I don't know. Because after Halo Infinite, I mean, nobody really knew what else would be coming out at the end of the year. So right now, from their last game showcase they made, uh, they showed off State of Decay 3, 
Forza Motorsport, Everwild, the new Fable reboot, a new game from Obsidian called Avowed. They showed Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2, Psychonauts 2, As Dusk Falls, which is another game like uh, the Tell Me Why, uh, and mm-hmm. then the aforementioned Crossfire X. So the thing is about many of these games, aside from As, As Dusk Falls, Crossfire X, and um, and Psychonauts 2, really, all the other games that, I, uh, that I've labeled off are probably not going to be seen until 22, 2022, possibly. I mean, Forza Motorsport aside, I, I think Forza Motorsport is probably a 2021 game because they always have a new Forza Motorsport. But it also could be a launching game as well because there's always a Forza Motorsport game on a console, uh, on an Xbox console, and they were almost yearly. But, yeah, it, it's it's a big mystery to see what first-party uh, Microsoft uh, Xbox Studios games are going to be out there because the only the big one halo infinite was the one that everybody's looking at and when you looked at what the platforms were being were available for all the other ones like the fable the Everwild, avowed uh singing with saga all of them said that they were series x exclusive they never said that they had an xbox one version and xbox has come out and said that for the first year or two that pretty much all of their games are going to be Xbox one and series X, you know, they're going to release on both. So that means a lot of these games could be two to three years off. So you think that maybe Xbox wasn't quite ready to get to their next generation console. Then (laughs) The thing is, is that I think Xbox was so deep in the hole for, first party exclusives that when they went on their shopping spree buying all these new studios like they bought seven new studios mm-hmm. two of which were founded just brand new um that it was a little bit late to be buying them because to actually have them producing new content for your new console they should have done that like two years before right so maybe they're not ready for their new console it's it's very obviously that their their studios themselves aren't are are really aren't ready, so it's no wonder that they are pushing Game Pass and and other services so hard because really when you're buying a Series X, it looks like you're going to be buying Series X for the promise of what's to come, mm-hmm. and that promise could be really really cool. Maybe, but by that time it may be too late. You may have already been outsold by PlayStation, and then most people don't buy both consoles. Once they're stuck on one, they stay with that. Yeah, some people do. Some people have them all, and they they bounce around. But right. mo- most people don't do that. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's quite an expense. Yeah, especially when you're talking about games, and just the hobby of games may be getting even more expensive just to buy one game. Yeah. And then you only have so much time in your life. Right. So, but I think the thing that Xbox is playing, I think they're very much playing the long game because I see them doing something that I kind of felt like the gaming industry was going towards anyway. They're just doing it first. 
is I always saw that platforms would eventually just be that. There were platforms and they would all migrate over to PC and that they would basically exist on PC like Steam. So there'd be their, their own individual storefronts where they sell their own individual games. And, but they would also still create their own hardware. And that, you know, it's like, yeah, we create our own hardware. And yeah, our stuff is on the PC, but our games are best played on our hardware, whether that hardware is a console or a PC light sort of thing, you know? Because really, when you look at it, with the speed of the SSDs in both consoles, the speed of data transferring and everything on PC still hasn't caught up yet and won't have caught up for probably another half, half a year to a full year. And But the price of entry to that speed is going to be thousands versus hundreds of dollars on a console. So... That's pretty much what my vision of the future for Sony and Microsoft were, was that they would slowly transition into the PC, but still build their own hardware. Not so much consoles, maybe like light PCs with, but like, this is the best place to play our, Mm -hmm. play our games. So that's, but I think that's kind of Xbox making that transition before Sony right now. And it just kind of hurts that their first party output just isn't ready yet, Mm -hmm. you know, because really this leads me to, into something that I would really, if I ever got the chance, I would ask this kind of question to Phil Spencer, uh, back in 2017, they redid the Xbox one hardware and they brought out the Xbox one X. Right. And at that time, that was the most powerful console. Mm-hmm. Right? right. And they did that because they were at a def- hardware deficit to Sony at the time. And my question to him would be, if he were to do it all again, instead of spending all the money on research and development of the redesigned hardware of the Xbox one going to the one X, would you go back and instead of spending the money on that, would you have rather gone back and bought new studios? You know, because if he did buy those studios back when they were developing the one X in 16 or 15, when they started working on it, those new studios would have games ready for the new platform right now. Mm -hmm. So that was just something I would, I would ask Phil Spencer if I ever had the chance to ask him, you know, he'd probably say no, you know, being a person that, you know, hasn't makes decisions and doesn't regret them. And I would probably say the same thing. It's like, nah, I can't change the past. So, right. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's like, nah, I wouldn't do anything different because, you know, it's just the decisions you made, but you know, it's just a hypothetical that that's, that's an interesting thought to me because if he did buy all those studios back in 2015, 2016, uh, the landscape would probably look a little bit different for their first party games. Yeah. Because apparently looking back, hindsight being 2020, having the most powerful console doesn't mean much to gamers when there are no games. Right. You know, that's true because they're, they're, ta- they're touting having the most powerful console ever made. Well, they had the most powerful console of this generation and it didn't sell more consoles, did it? <laughs> nope. So yeah, but 
I think they're on to something big with the Game Pass. I think they have a lot of good things coming in the future. And I think if you are in the market for an Xbox Series X, buy it. I don't think anybody's going to regret owning one. Because it is a very powerful piece of hardware. It will be probably graphically the best place to play games like Cyberpunk 2077 and other big titles coming out this year um, if you don't have that high-end PC. But, yeah, I'd say do it. But that leads me to the next question is how much do you think the Series X is going to cost? <laughs> Man, I don't I don't have a clue. I mean, right now, the rumor is is that they are wanting to match Sony at the very least. Okay. If, if they can't undercut them. Right. That's but, what everyone tries to do, yeah, right? Yeah. And currently, there's been leaks of an all-digital version of the Xbox Series X, which apparently it's going to be called the, the Series S. So it's going to be the little brother. Who knows what it's going to look like? But it's an all-digital version, and it's going to be uh, underpowered compared to the Series X. But doesn't mean it's going to be weak. It's just not going to be as beefy. Uh, but apparently it's going to be, the rumor is, is that they're going to be charging like 200 to $250 for it. Ah, so, so they're going at a cheaper price yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So instead of just getting rid of the disk drive, they are straight up just all the hardware in it is being pared down. So it'll be interesting to see how that how appealing that is to people. But if that means you get to play your Series X games still and get all that, maybe it would be worth to worth it to some people. Now, is that going to be more powerful than the PS4 is? Even their dumbed yes. down version of oh yes, of uh, that? Most, most certainly. So that might help with some sales too. It could because when the PS5 comes out, you're expecting PS4 prices to drop. But if you can get a new console that's even more powerful than that PS4. Mm. You might start picking that up instead. Yes. Yes, that's a really good point of view. I didn't really th- think about that. It's like Black Friday rolls around. You got your PS4 yeah. going for, what, 300 bundled with an extra controller mm-hmm. and a Madden and a yeah, Call of Duty. Sure, you bundled with something. Yeah, it, but versus, uh, versus uh, you know, 249, brand new, even though a little bit weaker than a Series X, but still more powerful More console. powerful than a PS4. And... It it comes with like three free months of or maybe a whole year of Game Pass, right? You know, I mean, that, that would trump a, that value right that there. That might be an entry into the world of yeah. Xbox. And what if people. the next Call of Duty is on Game Pass? That, that, that would be huge. Then there might be an entry into Xbox, yeah, which would give them time to get all their first party stuff together. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I never really thought about that, but it's like, what if game with the next Call of Duty is on Game Pass? I mean, that would be a huge get. Yeah. Uh, for them and their service. Mm-hmm. Because then people are like, I don't have to pay like another $60, $70 for the next Call of Duty. <laughs> Plus, if game prices go up to $70. And That's the other you've thing. Got, yeah. You've got yeah. the Game Pass thing. That makes Game Pass that much more valuable. Yeah. It's assuming that you buy a game once a month or something like that. Oof. Well, I mean, not me. because I used to do that. But, but other people, <laughs> some people. Well, even every other month. Yeah. You're still doing great. You're still doing better. Than that. Every other month is not too unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Heck, every three months you can even yeah. stretch it still, and yeah. you're still coming out ahead. But I think the thing that is going to really push uh, Series X is smart delivery. So, are you familiar with smart delivery? No. Smart delivery is if you buy, say, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and you get a Series X, well, normally you would have to buy 
Valhalla again on your Series X, right? Well, not with Smart Delivery, because if you are a part of the Smart Delivery program, uh, being a developer, you just automatically get that new version for free. So you take your games from the Xbox One over to the Series X, and it's brand newly upgraded to Series X spec. Okay. So, so big games like uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be supporting that. Um, so pretty much a lot of games, like uh, a lot of games are going to be supporting that. So that's another thing. So buy your game once, don't have to buy it again on the next platform. So if you're an existing Xbox owner or just a, you bought an Xbox one, you know, brand new just now, you can buy your, buy the most anticipated games and then get the new versions for free. So that's a big deal. Currently, Sony doesn't have a program like that. Mm-mm. So it'll be interesting to see what Sony has in store to combat that part of the value. Mm-hmm. You know, so we do know though that some companies have already on the Sony side uh, have already agreed to do free versions like Destiny Two. They're giving away the free upgraded version on PS Five as well as Xbox. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what how how. Uh, what Sony does to match that value if they do do it at all or what other areas they come up with like more innovative than that. Right. Are you going to try to copy that? Or you can come up with your own idea. Right. Yeah. Are you going to add more value, yeah. you know, or do another value pool? But yeah, but I think in the price of the Xbox series X is going to be very much dependent upon what Sony comes out with. Another thing for the for the S, yeah, like you said, you go going down that route. If the all digital version of the PS5 launches at uh, three ninety nine, mm-hmm. right? There still has to be enough difference in the price value from the S and the all digital PS5 to make an impact, right? Because going back to that point of well, it's cheaper than a, a PS4 and it's more powerful, but if I can get the PS5 all digital, which is more powerful than the S. Mm-hmm. For only a few dollars more, fifty dollars, whatever it may be, then right. you're still not playing that game very well. You might still not come out ahead. If yeah, you're you might not. Right. Yeah, but my prediction for the Series X price is they're going to match so the PS5. Mm-hmm. So unless uh, unless the PS5 comes out at like three ninety three ninety nine or two ninety nine, something insane. I don't think Xbox is going to match anything like that. But let's just let's just give it all away for free. <laughs> And we'll lease it. <laughs> we will charge two hundred dollars for a game. Oh, so the games are more expensive. The, games the console are, is dirt cheap. <laughs> free, free. Even. Okay, yeah. consoles free. Games cost a lot. Hmm. Yeah, that would be an interesting business model. Yeah, that wouldn't work. I wouldn't no, think. no. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't buy into that. I wouldn't either. <laughs> But yeah, I think the Series uh, X is going to match Sony, and I think the all-digital version is going to be like incredibly, like eye-bulgingly cheap, you know. And I think it's going to be more powerful than what people are thinking. I think they, I think Xbox has some tricks up their sleeve, and really with Game Pass and Smart Delivery, I think, I think despite what first-party lineup they might have or launch lineup they might have, I mean, Smart Delivery is great because you'll be playing a lot of the games that are coming out between now and the series X launch. And most of those games, you're going to be able to just go right into upgrading 
in the Series X. So you don't have to even say, well, I'm just going to have to wait to buy this game until the new console comes out. You don't have to wait. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's that's pretty cool, that, I think. Yeah, if you still want to play it by the time a new console comes out. Well, that's the thing. If you like, like if you're playing uh, the new Watch Dogs Legion, which I think is what October. I don't. Like I can't remember, but you play a game that might have a like really long play time. Mm-hmm. You know, like a Valhalla or something. You might not be done with that game when the Series X comes out. You might be in the middle of it, so you can just immediately transition and carry where you carry on where you left off on the previous console. So. Uh, that, that's, that's what I kind of foresee that situation being, you know, but like you said, some games, you might be done with them by the time yeah. the series X so you don't out. get really any value out of that, but, but Hey, you know, it's wherever people want to put their money. It's, I'm not going to tell people it's what to buy. interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm never going to tell people what to do with their money unless right. they're buying drugs. Then I will tell them what to do with their money. <laughs> don't buy drugs <laughs> but, from, from anybody else, but James, no, don't buy them from me because I don't have any. I got something. <laughs> Ashley listen to this <laughs> yeah but uh, interest, uh, another interesting note Phil Spencer was on um, uh, a YouTube channel called Animal Talking which is this is a really cool concept um, Gary Witta he's a screenwriter he used to be a part of um, the games press he was the editor-in-chief of PC Gamer for a very long time. But anyway, he basically has a talk show on YouTube, which he built. Uh, all of it takes place within Animal Crossing. Hmm. So he took the Animal uh, Crossing New Horizons, built like a talk show studio in the basement of his house uh, with Animal Crossing things. And he has his guests come on as their Animal Crossing characters. <laughs> and he just interviews them like a talk show. Wow. I mean, it's awesome. It that really sounds, is a really cool idea. Cool. Yeah, it's a really cool idea. But anyway, he had he had Phil Spencer on there just to interview him about Halo. Interestingly enough, he said that they actually did consider releasing Halo in parts instead of delaying it. But he said that just didn't make any sense. So hmm. obviously they just decided to pull the plug. But And that really affected a lot of other businesses. Like right now you can go out to uh, anywhere that they sell Monster Energy drinks You'll see like double XP codes for Halo Infinite <laughs> on those cans. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ooh, okay. Hope those are still good when that game comes out. Right. But anyway, what I'm trying to get at is that he said on the show that he had just brought home the finished retail version of the Series X in the box, final packaging, everything like that. So we're going to see what the experience is is unpacking the thing and plugging it into your TV. So that means series X consoles are boxed up shipping out to stores and pre-orders are probably imminent mm-hmm. if that's the finalized product. So we, again, just like Sony, uh, Sony PlayStation rumors are, are daily flying out about an Xbox event, you know, showcasing more, more games more Game Pass announcements and pre-order date, price, and official release date. Now, they did confirm, they did come out and confirm that the Series X will be a November release. They didn't give a specific day, but there are leaked, (laughs) like I said, Xbox has been a leaky boat 
recently because retailers, uh, retail employees, retailer employees have been receiving shipments from Xbox, uh, like controllers and stuff like that for the Series X. And on the boxes, there are stickers that say, do not open for November 6th. Now, these are just controllers. Nobody has consoles yet, but these are the Series X controllers. And generally, accessories like controllers and things like that have released before the consoles do. Sometimes by by a month. Uh-huh. Uh, but I just find it kind of interesting. And also, somebody opened up one of them, and on a warranty pamphlet, uh, the warranty was good until uh, November 5th, 2021. A one-year warranty. So, we can at least tell that at least controllers are going to be released around 11 uh november 5th or 6th <laughs> so yeah like i said xbox has been somewhat of a leaky boat lately <laughs> do not open until this specific date and time yeah exactly so so we can safely say that it's probably going to be probably a week or maybe a week after that playstation launches they're going to be a week apart. The launches mm-hmm. are going to be a week apart. Yeah, I think so. So, when do you think we'll start seeing commercials for it, though? Ooh, probably, probably by the end of this month. Yeah, we're going to start seeing uh, commercials on YouTube and everything else because I do believe that both PlayStation and Xbox are going to be announcing their pre-order dates sometime this month. Yeah, if not this month, the first week of September. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool because. We've talked about this before. I cannot see not either one of the companies going into September without that information out there. And especially if they're planning on November launch. Because you, then you have September, October, and then November. Oh, is that how months work? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't need a degree to know that, too. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's and especially it's even shorter when you think of it if they want to release within the first few, two weeks of November. That's an even shorter time period. So mm-hmm. that's not even three months. That's more like two. Plus, you need time to get your pre-orders in so you can know how much to expect roughly. Yeah. Like, do we need to make more? Mm-hmm. And this is the interesting thing is how what's the split between all digital versions that they're making and just normal disc versions? You know? Because... Sony trying to get 10 million out there. How much or is it 50 50 all digital um, disc version and 50 50 split down the middle? Or is it 10% of those are all digital? You know? So that's the other thing that you had to factor in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that wraps up the Xbox side of things. That only leaves Nintendo. Now. Nintendo has been the biggest mystery the entire year. I haven't heard anything from them. Yeah. They've been quietly releasing games. Right. So this year they've released both Pokemon Sword and Shield. They've released Animal Crossing New Horizons. Mm-hmm. Which and, is perfectly timed with yeah, everything. Absolutely perfectly timed. I mean, that game was just... I have nothing left to do in that game, and I'm still logging in to... Do whatever. Yep. Uh, just for 30 minutes at a time. Uh, but, and then they had Paper Mario, the Origami King. So I don't know if you. I never got into Paper get, Mario. Never got into the Paper Mario. No, games. it just wasn't, yeah. wasn't a thing. Yeah. But, you know, Pokemon was huge. Animal Crossing was huge. Paper Mario is a big fan favorite amongst many people. So they've been bringing out games 
big popular games, and they've been selling Switches like crazy. Right. I mean, even though you look at the releases that they have of their own games, that's only three games I mentioned, right, from their first parties, which is why you buy Switch. But there are a lot of really cool games on the Switch and that, you know, are perfect for just playing on the go or whatever, like Cadence of Hyrule. That game's stinking hard, but it's really cool. <laughs> and and I think it is because of Animal Crossing New Horizons why they've been selling so many. But here's the thing. The Switch launched in oh, uh, 2017, I think. That sounds about yeah, right. 2017. The PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One launched in 2013. So currently... PlayStation 4s, there have been a hundred over 110 million PlayStation 4s sold worldwide. Xbox, they don't give out sales numbers for their consoles, but it's estimated that they've sold roughly around 45 million worldwide. March 3rd, 2017. Okay, there we go. Nailed it. But when you think about the Switch, the Switch has sold over 50 million. They've already outsold Xbox Ones. In half the time. Yeah. I mean, that's the power of Nintendo right there. When they get it right, they really now, get it right. is that both the Switch Lite and the normal Switch combined? Is that the, I, I think the so, but the them? majority of those are just normal Switch. So, I mean, it's like, like I said, when Nintendo gets it right, they really get it right. Mm-hmm. You know? And they, <laughs> they position themselves. I mean, they couldn't have... I mean, we could put on our you know, our tinfoil caps and say, Nintendo knew there would be a pandemic in 20, starting in 2019, but you know, and then reached the U S shores by 2020. But <laughs> so they just knew all along, but anyway, I mean, it's like the perfect little machine, you know, you can just take it, go play your Mario carts. Yep. Everything like that. And this year, since there was no E3, we never get that big, E3 June timed direct and people were kept on expecting them to do something to replace that, but they never did. We kept on getting many things here and there. Uh, they would showcase indies and then you would get a surprise, um, announcement like paper Mario, you know, which nobody really knew about. And most recently we got the Pikmin three announcement. You know, an old, an old Wii U game, but being ported over to the Switch. And, and I heard a rumor about uh, Mario games coming to the Switch, too. Yeah, and I'm getting to that. Like, okay. Yeah, and I'm getting to that real quick. And But, you know, other uh, other games that have been announced for this year but have, don't have direct release dates is uh, a popular 3DS game, a sequel to a prop- popular 3DS game called uh, Bravely Default 2. That was big on 3DS. Uh, and then Harvest Moon, One World. Those are slated for this year. But after that, we don't know anything that's exclusive to the Switch that's coming from either Nintendo or anybody else. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you were talking about the rumored Mario things. This is the 35th anniversary of Mario. The rumor was that this year we were going to get uh, some sort of Super Mario bundle of all the 3D games. From 64, both galaxies, Mario Sunshine, and that 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 excites me. Yeah, it wasn't going to be a bundle, or were they going to be like individual games released? The rumor was that it was going to be a bundle. 
Oh, I mean, can you imagine all no. those games? Oh, that would 59. be 59.99. Geeking out over that. that T- sounds take great. my money. <laughs> yeah, I can't give it to you fast enough. <laughs> exactly. Where can I pre-order this thing? I want it now. Yeah. I mean, even if it doesn't exist, I will give you money in the hope that it does. <laughs> you know, because I've been wanting a remake of Mario Sunshine for a long time. A lot of people hate that game. I love that game. I never played it, but I'm looking forward to with with modern controls maybe. on that game. It would change that game a lot. And I hope they would modernize the controls because it kind of needed it. But if they didn't, fine. But they kind of need to because, you know, the the, the, uh, GameCube controller, remember how it had that extra click Mm -hmm. to be like a secondary fire or something Mm -hmm. like that? It used that. So you can't do that now. (laughs) So, so yeah, they, uh, unless they made it to where the GameCube controllers were compatible. But then you can play it on the go. That's true. Very, Very easily. That's true. So yeah, there, there, there is that, but yeah, that was uh, heavily rumored. And this is the thing about these rumors that kind of give it credence is that starting way back in like Christmas of last year, going into January, there've been all sorts of rumors popping up and leaks, supposed quote unquote, you know, quote fingers leaks, uh, for on the, you know, the forum site 4chan. I do not recommend anybody go to 4chan for any reason because you can get in a lot of trouble there. I don't go there personally, but there's a lot of information that comes from that site. And amongst the rumors that were very consistent on that site were a new Pikmin game or a remake of a Pikmin game, the Mario bundle, but also the or- Paper Mario Origami King. So over two for three so far. Exactly. So there's some credence to some of these leaks. Some of the stuff on there kind of sounds a little bit weird. Like they they also said that there there were like a new F Zero might be coming out. That would be get announced. That'd be cool. A new Donkey Kong Country. Uh, everybody's been screaming and yelling about a Metroid Prime trilogy. Oh. They say if they scream it enough, it'll come into existence. But I don't know if it will. But I mean, I would love that. I love the Metroid Prime games. But, yeah, there are all sorts of these rumors coming out. There are also rumors of uh, Super Mario 3D World Deluxe coming out for Switch, which was another Wii U game. Uh, And also a remake of the original SNES uh, Super Mario RPG that was made by Square back in the day. So, that would be a very interesting thing. But the biggest rumor that I think that I've found this year was the rumor that they were going to release Mario Kart nine, a brand new Mario Kart this year. Oh boy. That was the rumor. But because of the pandemic and stuff like that, that's no longer happening. They said, Oh, that's the rumor. They said that breath of the wild. What two wasn't going to be ready so that they were going to release, um, Mario Kart nine instead. That was the rumor. That one I take with a big old brick of salt personally but um yeah but of but there are games that are known that aren't rumored like we have legend of zelda breath of the wild 2 you have metroid prime 4 they had bayonetta 3 pokemon a new pokemon snap another pokemon game called pokemon unite and then a cult favorite series no more heroes 3 is there a release date for snap not currently uh they didn't even give a release year or anything like that but i think I think when it comes to Nintendo, 
They haven't said a word. But the way they've been leaking out, well, not leaking out, but, you know, dropping little announcements here and there. I think we could, I don't know. Do you think we could get, like, some really big news, like, come September or October? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to compete with the other guys playing in your, in your space? Yeah. Right? Like, we don't have new hardware, but check out our software. And that's the biggest thing right there, is that Nintendo really doesn't, they're they're viewed in the gaming space so separately from the other two. Yeah, I, that, I do it. I do it too. Yeah, I mean it's like that's what they want. You yeah. know, it's exactly what they want. But they they also want to make money, so they want to give people a reason. This is why you want to buy a Switch instead of a PS5 or a Series X, whatever, in, in for Christmas this year. You know, or maybe this is why you want to buy this and you know your Switch. Or whatever. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't think there'd be anything wrong with having a Switch and a PS5 or a Xbox. Yeah, currently this is what kind of for the hardest of the hardest core gamers, they'll have a Switch, one of the two consoles, mm-hmm. and a killer PC. You know, that seems what the hardest of hardcore gamers uh, kind of sport these days. And so, what is what is Nintendo going to show off? This year, what's going to be the big game, or do they even have a big game to sell at the end of the year to entice people during the holidays? So, I mean, Mario Kart 9 would be a great thing. That would be a shocker. The uh, Mario Bundle would be a really good thing. Yeah. I'd be like, get me that, please. That would be enough, I think. Yeah. Like, done. Yeah, I think if they were to release all those Mario games, you know, seeing it's the 35th anniversary of Mario, um, if they were to make that announcement, say, next month or in October, that would be enough momentum to carry them through the holidays. But if they were to say, (laughs) we got Mario Kart 9, I mean, if I'm Sony or Microsoft, I'm going, really? Mario Kart 9? (laughs) You have to do this to us? (laughs) We're trying to sell consoles here. <laughs> Get with the program. <laughs> this is why you are the outcast. But, you know, I mean, it's like just thinking of a Mario Kart 9 is so exciting. Because yeah. Mario Kart 8, you know, as great of a product as it is, it's still an old Wii U game. Mm-hmm. You know, which I played a lot of on the Wii U. I played a lot of it on the Switch. Yeah. So, yeah, it would just be so mind blowing to get a Mario Kart 9 like this year. I would like to have a Star Fox game. Oh, that would be another big bombshell. I would like to have one. Yeah, Star what if Fox. they remade Star Fox, the first game? Like, literally remade it. Kind of like that, what they did with the Resident Evil games. You talking about the original Nintendo Star yeah, Fox game? Yeah, the original Nintendo Star Fox game. Yeah. Really scale it out. Hmm. I just now started playing that, that one. Oh, really? On, uh, yeah, because I got the online pass, and I was like, ooh, Star Fox. Cool. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And... It's very similar to 64. Like, yeah, 64 actually was that remake. 64, yeah. They, it, I can see how they kind of remade it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, look at that. That's yeah. neat. But I would like to have another Star Fox game. Because I didn't, I didn't have a GameCube. So I didn't get to play the Star Foxes that came out on that. Right. And I was like, oh, I really want a Star Fox game. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. So really, these aren't predictions so much as what ifs when it comes to Nintendo. You know, like like the 3D bundle, Galaxy, the Mario Galaxy games were awesome. I love those things. Yeah, um, Mario 64. Yep. I would love to see like 
like a complete HD remake of that with mm-hmm. modern graphics, but everything's the same. Everything controls the same. Well, that would be weird if they all controlled the same. <laughs> but I, I would like to play Mario 64 just because I think my daughter would like watching it. Oh, yeah. And like I'd go into the living room and I would play Mario 64 on the TV, be like, yeah, daddy used to play this game when he was okay really little. And then she'd probably just watch it and then play and watch it and play. I think it'd be cool. Almost like a subtle introduction to the world of okay. of games, right. right? By Mario. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, so is that something you would uh, be like, that's how you would start your daughter out into gaming is with uh, Nintendo games? Probably, although she does go in and pick up my PlayStation controller and turn it on and be like, oh. Maybe this button does something. <laughs> yeah. And then she sees me like moving them. She's like, when you're doing that, something's happening up there. So she like correlates it. She correlates it to that. But yeah, probably Mario would be where I'd want to go. Okay. To, for introduction. Start with the roots. Yeah. It's something that if you do something, nothing really bad happens. Yeah. That's, that's interesting to me because I, I know so many new parents right now who are gamers. And I asked them, how are you going to start your kid off with games? And they all go to Nintendo. Yeah. You know? Nintendo would be the thing. Whether they started out with a Nintendo or not, they still go Nintendo. Yeah. But I did start out with a Nintendo. Right, we had right, that conversation right. last time. Yeah. I had started with a Nintendo. Right. So I think that would be kind of cool to start her with a Nintendo. Right. Yeah. 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 I th- I'm thinking my prediction is that we are going to get a big Nintendo Direct. And it's going to be... Pretty much update announcements on certain things. Uh, a little bit of good news, a little bit, bit of bad news. But I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna have something, you know, that will be pretty mind blowing. Like that's coming this year. Yeah. No way. I want it, and I want it yesterday. Exactly. So. Because really, Nintendo's the only one that could actually do that sort of thing. And plus. We're talking about a game here. You're not going to have to drop that much for the game compared, exactly. to, compared to the console. Yeah. Well, yeah, $500, that's a little expensive. How about we go Mario Kart 9 instead? Right. You know. Yeah, Mario Kart 9 or that or that bundle. And what if what if Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 was ready for release this year? I mean. There'd that, be a lot of people excited about that. I mean, I, I would for one be flipping. Flipping, making backflips. So <laughs> I'd be like, yes! <laughs> Dismount. <laughs> yeah, it, it, because Breath of the Wild was such a good game. I played that game pretty much. That was the only thing I played for when it was out. And I, I don't know how many hours I put into it, but it was probably over 100. Jeez. Yeah, because I, I'm one of those guys is like, I, I, if you let me go everywhere, I will go everywhere. I will look at every peak. I will look for everything. And Nintendo was smart enough. To where if you went to the effort of going to every peak, there was something on every peak. I mean, it wasn't just for nothing. You would find something up there, even if it wasn't something as significant as a piece of fruit or whatever. Hmm. And then you had, you know, the gliding thing. Yeah. Which once you reached that peak, you had the satisfaction of gliding down. <laughs> you know? Yep. So, I mean, there's so much about that game that, I mean, even though it didn't do anything new, it did everything right. And in a way that everything felt fresh. I still haven't finished it. It's one of the games that I got thinking the same thing. Like, oh, a lot of people like this. Be fun. I played it on a plane ride up to D.C. one time. Ah. And I was just like, hey, this is neat. But I never finished it. Mm-hmm. I picked it up. That's the good thing about the Switch is you can right. just pick it up, put it back down, and right. continue. Mm-hmm. 
but I still haven't finished it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. When you put that game down and you try to get back into it, you have to go, where was I? What was I doing? Were there controls? Oh, gosh, I got to remember how to play this game now. Right. <laughs> I got to retrain myself. What's the story? Yeah. The one thing I don't really like about it is the breakable weapons. That that was Yeah, that, that nobody is, really liked that. that is I could quite put annoying. up with it, but I could do without it. That is quite annoying. Yeah. I do remember that. But it does seem like that seems to be a theme this year with breakable this or that because tools and animal crossing break as well. And I'm like thinking somebody really likes breakable weapons over there at Nintendo. Yep. It's a new idea. And I don't know who they are, but I just wanna go over there and kinda half break all their pencils or whatever and then have it break in the middle of whatever they're doing so that they can experience why this is bad (laughs) it's like all of a sudden they're typing away at their computer all of a sudden the all of a sudden the keyboard breaks what happened you've reached your limit (laughs) you gotta go get another one the ide they're programming in just completely crashes yeah there you go yeah (laughs) what the hey come back yep (laughs) it broke you have to get another one sorry yeah so not only can you just re-download it, you got to get this material and that material. <laughs> you got to put it together. <laughs> you can't use NetBeans. You have to use Visual Studio Code now, sorry. Yeah. Just because it broke. All, all I know is that I hope they grow out of this phase very soon. Yeah. <laughs> because next thing you know, we're playing Mario Kart 9. Oh, your tires are all worn down. No. I'm not playing Gran Turismo 7. I don't want to take Come a pit on. stop in Mario Kart. <laughs> please don't. No. Nintendo, please do not do that. I mean... It- <laughs> If it comes to that, I'm going to have to revolt a little bit. Yes. It's like, okay, I get it for a simulation game, but this is Mario Kart. Or what if your items you collected just start fading out of your thing if you don't use them? That might actually be helpful for people who are holding hoarding um, uh, like blue shells. So maybe not for all items. I would not like it, though. Because, I mean, hoarding the blue shell is part of the game. Well, maybe not for all items. Maybe for certain items, like extra powerful items. But, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Just items are just a tricky thing when it comes to Mario Kart. I use them st- strategically. Like when I'm out in front, I'll drag a banana behind me. So if someone shoots a shell at me, I can't, it doesn't hurt yeah, me. Or drag a green shell, shell behind you or something. Something. Drag it behind me so that people can't hit me from behind. Yeah. More defensive moves would be nice. Yeah. yeah like, like what? Well, I, I remember this might be just in my memory, but I think like in the SNES version, when somebody had a shell at you, you could jump over it before it hit you in the back. You could, you used to be able to jump. Yeah. Yeah. Over things. So I was like, I don't know if you could still do that. I haven't been able to get it to work in recent versions. I haven't either. It but just, I'm like, that needs boom. to come back. I yeah. think you should be able to avoid everything. And then in the Wii version, I think that if you were in air, the blue shell didn't hurt you. Like if you were crossing a gap, like the gorilla gorge thing in right. Donkey Kong, if you were there, the blue shell didn't hurt you. Hmm. Now it's like you're dead. Right, you're going down. Right, no matter where you're at. Hmm. Dang it! Yeah, I never really realized that. I'd always try to be in the air, so it's like, ha ha, yeah. <laughs> you can't hurt me. Yeah. So I guess we're both in agreement that we're expecting some sort of big time direct in the next few months. Oh yeah, I'd expect. Yeah, something, some sort of news about. Yeah, some there has to be game. something substantial because the last mini direct they did it was on Paper Mario. It was an in-depth gameplay thing for Paper Mario, and then they announced that there would be an unannounced new exclusive being uh, being revealed after that after that Origami King reveal. And everybody was all excited. Everybody's watching the stream. There was like well over 100,000 people watching. And then they announced that it was a Bakugan um, game, which is an anime um, based on a top spinning combat. 
Hmm. Yeah. And then uh, the stream went down from 100,000 to a little over 1,000. <laughs> it's like, that's it? Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, with the, that last direct was so disappointing for people uh, because they built it up almost like, oh, this is going to be big news. Here it is. Bakugan. What? <laughs> Combat tops. Uh, okay, whatever. So... They they gotta they gotta do something, so, but yeah the uh, but yeah there there's tons of just rumors going around Nintendo right now, and a lot of them I hope are true, you know especially the uh, Super Mario bundle thing. Oh yes, if nothing else, that one I want to be true so bad. Yeah, so we'll see. It'd be interesting to find if Nintendo just decided to go silent for the rest of the year, which honestly I think they could. You know, and be, and still come out okay. You know, just kind of keep their heads down. Let Godzilla and King Kong, Xbox and Series X go at each other. And, you know, when the smoke settles, they come out and, you know, waving their flag of victory of, hey, we got this game. And everybody's like, look over there. <laughs> you know, so. The hope for us all. <laughs> then Nintendo starts playing their old 90s commercials. So happy together. Oh, those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. any other thoughts on Nintendo for you? Or I don't think so. I mean, okay. we pretty much said it all right now. Okay. Well, I guess uh, in recapping, the PlayStation 5 we think is going to be... Mm -hmm. right out of the gate. The all-digital version is going to be either $399 or $449. And we both kind of think it's going to be around uh, November 13th or the 12th when it's going to be released. As far as Xbox goes, we think that they're probably going to match PlayStation at the uh, $499, the $500 price point, if they don't go lower than that. And the all-digital version is definitely going to be substantially cheaper. We both kind of agree on that one, right? Yeah. Okay. And we we know that it's going to be released in November, but we believe that's going to be a week apart. Mm-hmm. So either a week before or a week after uh, Sony. And Nintendo, well, we're just hoping that they have something up their sleeve that's going to get us all really excited. That's right. Yeah. Because... Really, in my opinion, at the end of the day, I, I look forward more to what Nintendo has to say than Sony or Xbox most of the time. So, but that's just me personally. I don't know about you. But I guess that's been our show. Once again, my name is James and Tyler. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. That yeah, was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that being said, and everything being done and yeah 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 you keep on doing that (laughs) this has been the lo gaming podcast and we hope you join us next time we're out